see. Oh, it's on. We're live. Oh my goodness. Hello. <laughs> you right? Sorry, my hair's my hair's all caught. I haven't seen you without a beanie in a very long time. It's been a very long time since <laughs> I haven't worn a beanie. Yeah. It started when I started growing out my hair about three or four years ago. Did you have like a stage where your hair was like this long? It was very awkward. <laughs> It's like, what did you do with it? Because it would have been like, do you tie it back? Do you hide it on your beanie? I, I bought like bobby pins to tie my hair did back. Did you actually buy bobby pins? Yeah, for like for like the two months that it was like not quite reaching the yeah. back of my head. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Did you have a bun stage? I did have. Well, I, I still tie my hair up in a oh. bun. Okay. But it was a very awkward bun. Nice, 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 nice. There's a, there's a very terrible photo of me and Courtney Barnett when <laughs> like at... A milk records tour show at UC Refectory. I think I've seen that photo. Yeah, and I'm wearing like a cap, and my hair is just—it's sticking. Oh, out. did it do that thing where it like? <laughs> it was doing that. It does that. Yeah. For people to see at home. Oh, oh well. It's a bad photo. Yeah. Look, we've all we've all had. It was a great show though. Yeah. Yeah. Courtney Barnett's great. So when we first met, you told me that you would never be um, friends with someone who didn't like Courtney Barnett. I don't remember saying that. I feel like... Although it sounds like something I would <laughs> say about three years ago. Did we meet three years... No, we met about two years ago, but I very ago. specifically remember you saying, and at this point I hadn't disclosed that I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of Courtney Barnett. Like, so much respect for her music, but just not really my thing. And you were like, I don't think I can be friends with someone who doesn't like Courtney <laughs> Barnett. And I just sat there the first time we met and I was like, hmm... Here we are. I mean, like, I apologise. Because that's really rude. No, that's okay. It's not something I would say now. That's all right. I feel like I should introduce you for the folks at and then And then I'll introduce and you. I'll, okay, cool. Okay. Everyone, this is Benaya. Hi, everyone. Um, Benaya is a artist manager and a graphic designer. And he um, helped start Homegrown Sounds. Is that a good introduction? That's a pretty good Is there anything else that I missed? You really like dogs. I do. Uh, ev- really everyone likes dogs. You really so. buy the dog video. I love dog videos. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. There you go. <laughs> Except I sent you a video like yesterday of these pigs sliding. Do you know what? I actually didn't open it, water. so I haven't seen it. Well, I mean, I didn't add context. I just sent it out of the blue. Was it like a GIF? No, it was like a video of like this slide. And there were these pigs and they were sliding down. But like yeah, when, they would, that. when they would get to the end of the slide, they'd try and jump. But it's, of course, it's a slide. So yeah. they, they would just blur. Yeah, nice. And then no, legs I would just blur. completely missed that one. They'd barely flop into the water. I thought it was hilarious. That's beautiful. And I shared it with you because I thought that would be a special thing between Claire and I. <laughs> I'll share this video. And you just, you left me on red. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> Uh, I thought of so many people I'll share that video with. Oh my goodness, I'm really sorry. And you were the one I picked. I apologise. All right, so I'm Claire and I'm the person who um, ignored the pig video. I should, oh, I should, I should introduce you, by the way. I mean, maybe you could, but that's fine if you don't. <coughs> sorry, move, move away from the mic to cough. <laughs> um, no, to take a breath, that's, that's the video. Um, <laughs> so this is Claire Warren. She not is Louise. Everyone thinks my last name is Louise. I thought your last name was Louise. It's not. Everyone thinks ages. that. Sorry, I interrupted. Keep going. Um, because part of the story of how we met 
Ireland knew your first name. <laughs> I feel like we have to tell the story now because everyone's always like, no, no, oh, no, how no. did you meet Benaya? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Sorry, I'll introduce you. Okay. Yeah. So this is Claire Warren, not Louise. Louise is your middle name. Yeah, it is. Claire is a photographer, Correct. a music photographer, mm. a lifestyle photographer, mm. a crisis photographer <laughs> because you always end up in a crisis in, in just the oddest situations. It's true. We'll get to that. We'll get that to one. that. Um, you are a media person. Mm, I love the media. For warm water. Yes. And immersion. Yes. Forgive me, I'm not like 100% on board. No, no sorry, not on board. <laughs> no. I'm not <laughs> I'm not 100% confident on what you actually like exactly do. So I do a lot of um with I, warm water. I'm a content creator, but I also do the social media. That's right, social media. And I think the official title we kind of um, decided was like media manager for immersion. We're still learning what that all means, but that's what I do. I think these titles don't mean anything. No, not really. You I think it's just up. something to put in your Instagram bio. Like I like in in all my bios, I call myself a music promoter. Well, you are. You promote. I feel like music, music promoter isn't a good term. Would you for what I do? Would you prefer artist manager? Well, that's a, no, that's a separate. Well, yeah, that's a separate thing. Because you kind of do both. Yeah. All right. But how <laughs> did we meet, Benai? Let's go. How did we meet? Who wants? To, do you want to start? I think you should start I because should you start. know less about this. Actually, I think we both know the same, but you should start. I should start. Yeah. So Claire and I met on Tinder, <laughs> as you do. As you do when you're just scrolling through. And we started chatting. Mm. And at some point, I was like, I'm at the pub Come with a friend. Come, Come and join along. us. That I think that was the night that my car broke down and I eventually made it to the pub because I remember being late. And I think it I was on the same it. evening. I remember you telling me this the other day. I, I can recall now. Yeah, because my, my car broke down and I was like, you were like, oh, is there anything I can do? And I was like, well, not really. And then you were like, oh, well, me and this other guy are going to the pub. And I was like, all right, I might make it. <laughs> and I, I made it in the end. I remember telling my friend, if I if I give you like like a nod. A nod. To, I, I don't know what I said. I said like, just just leave if. If it gets saucy. Or so, I don't know. <laughs> I, did, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> it was like three years ago. And now here we are. And now here we are. On we a podcast. <laughs> we became best friends. Yeah, correct. Correct. Um, and I actually wouldn't be involved in music at all if it wasn't for you because I was thinking about this the other day and I like contribute like a whole lot of my involvement to you in a lot of ways because if we hadn't met, I wouldn't be doing any of this. Well, I quite possibly wouldn't be an artist manager. Yeah, if it wasn't yeah, for you either. it's just a very mutually beneficial yeah. thing that we got going on. Yeah, because I guess like the more that we hung out, I remember you took, I don't even know what show it was, but we went to some. I remember the band. Who played? Well, I remember you, you really didn't like it. <laughs> and, now, and now I don't want to share like, All right, I don't so want to drag them in the dirt. No, let's not do that. But um, I would suggest that perhaps the reason I didn't like it was because it would have been very noisy. It, w- it was a punk show. Look, I have a lot of, like, I love all camera musicians, but I just, if there's screaming in the music, I just, 
it's just not my genre, but like I want to support you, but it's just not, <laughs> it's not what I generally listen to. And I just remember it being really loud and my ears were not yet acclimatised <laughs> to how loud <laughs> live shows can be. Um, but yeah, like the more that I went along to shows with you, like the more people wanted to get to know me and asked what I did. And it mm. wasn't long before people were like, hey, do you want to photograph this show? And then I was like, I'll give it a go. <laughs> but what was... So yeah, so so you started going to these like local shows, mm. and yeah, you were meeting people, mm. and you know you'd be like, "I'm a photographer." Yeah, people would be like, "Hi, what's your name?" Can you and take I'd be like, "Can you?" Well, yeah, like it. It was a couple months, and then um, Helena Pop hit me up. They were the first band that I did press shots oh. for. Yeah, really. Yeah, um, that's a great photo. Are they are they the ones of them in like their swimmers? Oh my goodness! Yeah. Okay. So. Those are great I photos. I had never done press photos before. I figured, like, given, you know, a background in photography, it couldn't be that impossible. But um, I remember wanting it to be like a little bit cool and quirky because like Helena Popper, really like fascinating, interesting band, and I remember wanting to like reflect that. Um, and we sort of somehow came across the concept of it being beach themed. <laughs> and so I had never like done a press shoot before. I had never met any of these people. Or no, that's a lie. I'd met a couple of them, but most of them I hadn't known. Um, and they all rock up in like swimsuits. <laughs> and we're in um at the homestead in um Jim and Amy's backyard and there's the roller door. <laughs> and so we taped this like shark fabric to the roller door. And um, there's a possum in the roller door. So while we're shooting, there's this like possum rattling around in the roller door. And I'm just there. Oh, oh yeah, there here's go. the photo. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was the first ever like press shoot I ever did. And then it just hasn't really stopped. <laughs> it's very on brand for H-Pop. Yeah, they're great. Like they are. They're such a beautiful band. They're beautiful people, but they're also one of the best live bands that I've seen. Oh, they're phenomenal live. So especially Jack in the... um. The sparkly jacket. <laughs> I think the last time I saw them live was I don't I forget when it was, but it, it was uh, their single launch for Punk's Dead. Oh, and it was at the Homestead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah, was a, that was an that. amazing. Yeah, that was that incredible. was a really good house show. Yeah, I've got some pretty gnarly photos of that sparkly jacket. <laughs> well, what was the first um first bit of design work that you did in music do you remember that what that was yeah mine was i was thrown into the deep end with the uh second year of no front fences yeah that was my i'm pretty certain that was my first project and how did you get involved with that did they just hit you up or so i um so similar to you i started like going to local shows mm. and meeting people and people would be like, what do you do? I'd say, I, I study graphic design. Mm. I'd be like, great. Mm. Can you design my gig poster? <laughs> and Classic. Um, yeah. No, that's actually the second year. But we can talk about that one because I know you have a particular you might not be fondness able to, You might not one. be able to find the original, the first one, because I don't promote it that much anymore. <laughs> it um, was the one with the house, right? <coughs> Sorry, pardon me. Yes. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was it was an illustration of a house, mm. and it had some text. So yeah, it, I I really didn't know what I was doing. I still think it looks pretty good, but I really like this one as well, and I know you do as well. This is my favorite yeah. one of all time. Um, so I actually remember you sending me the concept for this, and I was like, that looks sick. <laughs> I was I was drunk when I came <laughs> up with the concept. Did you? Were you really? 
I was. That sounds off character for you. So the story, so this is the third year of No Fun Friends. This is, uh, you know, one year after my very first gig poster. And I got the brief from Mogara. And they, they said, like, we want a house and we want some Australian flora and fauna. I was like, okay, well, what, what, like, how, like, what, what if we make it like something a bit different? Because the last two years, including my previous one, was like just an illustration of a house. Yeah, it was a house, right? So I thought, what, if, what if we can do something different mm. uh, and just sway away from that mm. a little, just, just a little bit? And so, uh, one night there was a house show at the house, and hence the house show. I remember who played. I just can't think of their name. I don't want to say the name in case I I've got it wrong. Get it wrong, yeah, that's right. Um, I feel like I'm going to say a name. It's just not going to be them. But um, before I went to the house show, I went to meet up with a friend of mine, who at the time was uh, doing all the bookings for Transit Bar. Yeah. So I visited him at Transit Bar, and like one of the owners, uh, like we we're all having drinks, and she'd be like, "Benai, here, have a beer." And she'd give me a beer. And I'd be like, okay. Nice. And then, you know, I'd finish that and then she'd go, you know, I have another one. And I'm like, I, I got to go. I got to, uh, there's a house show. She'd be like, no, 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 no. How did, did you get from the ha- from transit to the house show? I just Were you a, drunk? I just took a bus. Oh, you took the bus. Okay. Were you drunk when you got there or did that happen later? I mean, I, like I was, I was definitely drunk <laughs> on the bus, but I think, I think I, I was, I was pretty calm and chill. And it wasn't until I calmed down and like got to the house. That's when it kind of hit me. I don't think I've ever been drunk on a bus before. I don't remember the bus. Right. <laughs> not, not in the sense that I was so drunk. I don't remember the bus. Right. I just don't remember the bus. Like it was, it was like it was probably it was a very generic ago. action. Bus. It was like two years ago. It was just a normal bus ride. Yeah, sick. Um, and I was standing at the back of like the living room area. Mm. Um. And, and and this is like like a few weeks after I got the brief mm. for No Front Fences Three, mm. and I'm standing there. And I'm kind of like, I'm a little bit spaced out. And I'm looking around the house and I see all these like, um, like embroidery yeah. pieces of art just hanging around. Mm. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, oh, I really like the embroidery. Like it's, mm. it's really beautiful. And that's when it clicked. You were like, I know what to do. And I was like, oh, I know what to do. And, and I was like holding on to the idea for ages mm. while this like really sweet like DIY folk band is just playing mm. just really nice music in the lounge room. I'm standing at the back, like the back of the house just going... Best idea. And I was so excited, um, and I eventually, I eventually chatted to to Benny and Jim, yeah, who were like talking to me about the. Pro- I, actually, I think it was just Benny talking to me about mm. the project. Mm. So I went up to her and I was like, oh, "I got the best idea." My favorite, and, and then, and then yeah, she was like, "Yeah, that's cool." My cool. favorite thing about it is the magpie in it because magpies are the greatest animal I love ever. I love magpies. They're actually the sweetest. I used to be terrified of them, but they're actually like puppies, but in bird form. They are. They're beautiful. Yeah, there's that post on Facebook. Can I put you on the spot and ask you a question? Yes, always. So, you might hate me for this, but um, if you had a festival and it was your dream festival and you had five artists that you could book, two of them have to be from Canberra, the rest are just Australian artists, who would they be? So, so it's a five-band festival. <laughs> okay, but like, I want it to be like a little bit. Okay. Would it's it, like, okay, it's like a show. It's a show. Maybe not a festival. A COVID safe, like social A COVID safe like situation. A COVID safe. Only five bands can fit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's all the time we have. 
So five bands, two of them have to be from Canberra. Two of them have to be. Like, more can be from Canberra, but at least two of them. I'm just curious. My bias answer would be Travis and Hope. Yeah, okay. Yep. My unbiased answer would be Genesis Oisu. Yep. And Running Lisa. Yeah, cool. What about the other three? The other three would be uh, Angie McMahon. Yes, oh my goodness, yes. One of my favourite artists in the world. Brilliant. Series, one of my favourite artists in the world. Mm -hmm. And Gold Class. It's not modern baseball? No, because they're American. Oh, they're American? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. Gold Class. I don't think they exist anymore. I don't think they're making music. Do you have a Gold Class tattoo or is that? I do have a Gold Class tattoo. Is that the sword? It's my dagger. Yeah, okay, I thought so. I stole it from their vinyl. Their first album is just a photo of, I think it's the late singer, just exposing this tattoo. Yeah. And I took the vinyl and I got some tracing paper and I drew over it. And that's, I took that. So that's the actual side. To the artist? I don't know if, I don't know if the fans at home can see it. (laughs) The fans at home of your, um, of your gold class tattoo. Of my, my tiny dagger. But yeah. No, I love it. Sick. I've I've never seen gold class live. So I would. You would pick them. Yeah, even though they're not a band anymore. Sounds like a good festival. I would buy a ticket to it. Do you know what it would be called? Benaya Fest. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we can all buy tickets to Benaya Fest. Can I do the design for it? Can I design the poster? Can. Oh. And I'll do the photography. Oh, see, we can yeah. switch places. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you my camera. Can I borrow your iPad? Of course. Oh, gosh. It'll be yeah. great. Let's make it happen. Yeah, all right. We'll, we'll make it happen. I'll design it. It'll be like a crayon drawing. Um, all right. What about you though? Like your Mine. like if you had it. All right. So my bias opinion would have to be Archie. Yeah. Um, which I would book them for a festival anyway. They like. Oh, they're great. They have a crazy, crazy live, live show. They're the hype band. Look, I gotta give it to Citizen K. I have to. And it's funny because I met Kojo before I knew who he was. Like, oh, yeah. I met him at a party <laughs> and I just remember sitting next to him and be like, hey, and I was like, hey, and it's like, oh, I'm Kojo. And I'm like, oh, I'm Clay. He's like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a photographer. Like, what do you do? He's like, I'm a musician. <laughs> and I remember he followed me on Instagram because he was like, in classic Kojo way, he was like, how can I support? And I remember him following me on Instagram and I remember like it popping up mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, you're <laughs> citizen gay. <laughs> Um, and since like, I have so much love and respect for Kojo as a, as a person and as someone who I really, I guess, look up to as like someone who runs a business in the way that I do, Mm. um, completely different fields, but you know, we, we catch up for coffee now and then and chat about the industry (laughs) and it's great. Um, but man, the guy can rap, like he can, he's so good. He's He's so so good. And I remember the first time I saw him and it was at, um, that, Oh, it was that you designed the poster for it and it was on a truck and it was like save live music. And there was a flamethrower. The music ACT. Yeah, the music Um, ACT thing. And I remember I was with a friend and there was a flamethrower and my friend was like, Kojo is the fire. (laughs) I mean, true though. And I was like, true. And like I, you know, have had my genres expanded. Like I think Mm. Kojo is brilliant. I would absolutely book him for a festival. He is like one of Mm. my favourite artists. Um, oh gosh, who else? So those are my two Canberra ones done. Gang of Youths, 
I've never seen Daniel Views live. Huge. I really want to see Daniel Views. Um, Haiku Hands. Oh. I might give it to Haiku Hands because that was a crazy live show. And they have like I the masks and it's so creative. They're amazing. They are. I've seen them live once. Mm. And I just thought it was, yeah, they were just phenomenal. They also released an album today. Did they? Or an EP. I just, I listen to their songs at the gym out. sometimes. It's like, squat. <laughs> anyway. they're, they're amazing. No, they're great. Um, who else? I'm blanking on all my favourite artists. So you said Angie McMahon. Mm. I mean, you can say Angie McMahon. I could say Angie McMahon. You know, I'm just going to give it to her. Mm. Angie McMahon is brilliant. That was probably like one of the best, if not the best, live shows that I've ever been to. She was absolutely at, brilliant. At the Canberra Theatre. At the Canberra Theatre. That was my favourite show. And it was the best because year. it was seated. <laughs> like, you know, when you're at a show and, you know, you've been there, you, you do, you go to the supports mm. and then you end up standing for like five hours and you just get tired. And I just remember that I was having such a good time, but I also really appreciated that we were seated. Mm. Yeah. And the support for that show, I didn't, I didn't want Haley Hendrick. Yeah, Hendrix. yeah, she has that song about the garden. Yeah, like she was funny. Yeah, and just so talented. I didn't know her at all mm. before then. I would love to go on tour with them. Mm. That would be so fun. Mm. Mm. Yeah, cool. Thanks for answering my question. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go into the next question. Mm. We're just going <laughs> to. I think a lot of this is just. What's your favourite this and that? I think we'll get into some other... That's all right. We, I promised people that I would share the story of how I nearly got arrested. So we'll go into that later. But It's a great story. <laughs> you, can share, you can share that you nearly got arrested and then you can just kind of like drizzle in more, con- more context. Look, I'll share that yes, I did nearly get arrested and yes, it's a very funny story. And yes, that's why you should keep listening yeah. and not tune out. But yes, what was your question? Because <laughs> um, I, I mentioned that, uh, that Andrew McMahon show was mm. my favourite from last year. What was your favourite show from oh last gosh. year, Claire? I saw so many people last year, but it's weird because I've gotten so used to this, like, COVID lifestyle where we just don't go to live shows. Yeah. So I've almost forgotten what it's like to go to a show. Mm. Um, is it really boring if I say that Andrew McMahon's was my favourite as well? Is that a really horrible response? No. I mean, if it was your favourite, your favourite. Her song, um, it's called Soon. And that song just makes me, like, it's probably one of my favourite songs ever, mm. which is huge because you are someone who's into music, like, what their favourite song is and good luck because that's hard. But, yeah, like, that song soon and the harmonies that she put in and I just remember the lighting was really beautiful and as someone who photographs a lot of live shows, I'm always, like, looking at the lighting and it was just, like, a very, very beautiful time. Mm. And I went to that show on my own. I didn't go with anyone, so I was just sitting there on my own. Like I mean, I was there. I was, I was a... Oh, well, you, a you were a couple of rows. rows back. I was just in the front and I just, you know, went on my own, had a good vibe. We had a lot of friends there, though. Yeah, I think most of Canberra was at that show. Well, um, like, well, like half of our friends were either at Andrew McMahon, but I know the Lazy Susans were also playing that night. Yeah, Because I was going to go to that. I, I was, that. I was about to go to that show. It's really tricky I, in Canberra I, recently. I made the switcheroo and went to Andrew McMahon instead. Yeah. I know it wasn't last year, but I remember I really, really enjoyed the firefight show that we organised. Do you know you know the was one the firefight? <laughs> was that this year? Yeah, it was this year. It was at the very. I know it's been such a long year. Um, it was after New Year's. I mean, I know it was like 
nine months ago. I don't remember. I thought it was last year. I don't. Well, I th- I think was. it was in January. See now now it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> now you need actually, to know. We've got Nick here. Mm-hmm. Hey we Nick, might, do you have the firefight poster that um, Benaya just happened to design? <laughs> designed it because I was the only one in the team of organizers that was a graphic designer. That was a graphic designer. Look, you're nothing if not convenient to have around. Hey, there it is. Hmm. Yeah, it's sick. When was it? Oh, oh you didn't put the date on it. Oh, I did. Oh, oh you did? Oh, yeah, see, 10th of January. It was this year. Yeah, right at the start. That was a really good show. I that remember was show. that was the first night that I met Archie, <laughs> like oh that really? I actually spoke to them. And all I remember is Grant. And if anyone knows Grant, he's like the loveliest, bubbliest person ever. I just want to give him a hug all the time. Just name dropping everyone tonight. I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I met him and uh, we never met before. And he was like, hi, Claire. And I was like, oh, hi, Grant. Like your band. He's like, yeah, um, look, hi, Claire. We're really glad you survived the fire. <laughs> and that was the That's a great story. Said. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's not great, but it's... No, it's not great. And if... Oh. But it's... That's one I wanted to ask you about too. That the fire. Those photos, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I was... So I'd like to preface this by saying that I should not have gone... It was not a good idea, but I um, every uh, Christmas New Year period, I volunteer at the beach um, with a group of people, like running kind of children's activities and um, events for like families on the coast. And um, like any year, like we had spent like a good six months as a team, like organizing, you know, this program. And my thinking was that if the Princess Highway was open, I could get there. <laughs> and so um it was open <laughs> the princess highway at the time barely um so i you know i was working um on uh like christmas period and then i just shot down to the south coast and i i nearly didn't go but one of my friends on team was like hey you should really come like the fires aren't that bad alas they were that bad <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah we had like a solid day of um fineness it was a bit smoky and yellow but like if you squinted it was okay um and then I remember it was um New Year's Eve was when these photos well this one in particular was taken um and we were just like running this program we had a bunch of kids rolling around and um the the sky just got very very black and in my naive brain I was like oh it's a rain cloud (laughs) And the people that I was with were like, Claire, that's actually a smoke plume, <laughs> not a rain cloud. And I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. And then it got really, really windy. And then um, someone on the campsite was like, oh, the bowler's gone up in flames. And I was like, oh, no, that's rough. The, the what? Sorry? Oh, the bowling club. Oh, the bowling. So in Lake Conjola, um, the caravan park that I was at is at the very, very end of um, the one road that leads into Lake Conjola <laughs> that happened to set on fire. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the bowling club went up and then I remember a kid coming up to me and was like, you guys should really evacuate. And I went to like our director and was like, hey, um, apparently it's actually pretty bad. And he was like, oh, <laughs> and we I just remember having like five minutes to grab like obviously a camera because my way of coping was to be like, I'm going to be a photojournalist and I'm going to <laughs> document Um so I grabbed a camera, I grabbed some enclosed shoes and I grabbed my phone and my wallet and we just like ran to the beach. Well, not ran, we walked. Um, and yeah, that's 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 pretty much what, what we saw. Um, and we were just stuck there for like a good 
four or five hours and we watched everything, you know, go up in flames. And I remember calling my mum and she seemed she was pretty torn up. It was mm. it was like she thought that, you know, something very, very awful could have happened to us. And I guess like sand isn't really that flammable, but it was like a very like confronting experience mm. to um to sit in front of the fire. Well, I remember you were stuck there for a number of days. Yes, I was stuck there. I was, I was freaking out a little bit. And the thing is, like, it wasn't just the fact that everything set on fire. The worst part was actually afterwards. Like, there was this was this was pretty rough. Like the um, the thing that everyone forgets or that I forgot was that fire actually sucks up oxygen, and therefore it was very very windy, and all this sand got all through my eyes, and it was awful. But what happened was um, the the phone tower nearby burnt down, so we had no phone reception. Mm. And then the power went out, so we had no power. And then we didn't really have any hot water. And it was three days of some proper camping. Um, but there were people who had, like, lost everything. And we were pretty lucky because, um, you know, when I was on that beach, I just assumed that my car had burnt down and I'd lost everything. Mm. Um, but, like, it was actually okay and I was able to drive myself home. Um, we actually got police escorted out of Lake Conjola. Yeah, so they had to um because the road and all of like most of Lake Conjola set on fire, um, a bunch of power lines went down causing more fire. Um, so we but they had to get us out by a certain point because the fire was gonna get really, really, really bad again and they needed us out by that day. Um so the police escorted out us out like five no, not five cars, thirty cars at a time, something like that. And I remember we were, like, lined up for an entire day. And I remember falling asleep in my car while I was at the wheel and then waking up and nothing had moved. Um, How long had you fallen asleep for? Well, okay, so we tried to get out um, a couple of days after New Year and we lined up, but then the road closed again, like, just as they were about to get everyone out, the road closed. Um, and so I was like, okay, so we're just going to have to line up here. But I'm really impatient, so... I actually drove back to the caravan park because I was like, there's no way we're getting out. And I slept on the ground and my friend slept in my car. And then we got up at 5 a.m. the next morning because we were like, we got to get out there quickly. And we made it like just outside of the caravan park (laughs) and stopped. And I just remember falling asleep in my car. And then we woke up and by 11, um, I got out. But I was on the ABC. I called the ABC and was like, hi, my name's Claire. I just escaped the Lake Controller fire. Oh, anyway, yeah. So that's that's the story of those. But um, yeah, um, they've they've done okay in terms of photos that I've put on the internet. They've gotten some traction from people, which is nice. And what was the process of taking these photos? Were you just wandering around, or were you uh, going exploring to try and find stuff? A bit of both. So the photo on the beach, I was literally just wandering around. Oh, well, sorry, not wandering around. I was stuck on the beach. Um, And, like, in my brain, the way of kind of coping was to just take photos of everything. The one below um, is when, after everything had kind of settled a little bit, we went for a bit of a walk. And that was when it was, like, really, really confronting to see, you know, how everything had burnt down. And then the one at the very bottom is um, the morning that we left. Oh, sorry, no, that one was when we were walking around as well. The pink one is the one the morning where we left and everything was still really smoky. Yeah. But yeah, it was crazy. The The best thing I can attribute it to is like um, the music video for Run This Town by Jay-Z when you go walking outside and everything's on fire and Rihanna's there. That's kind of what it felt like. Niche. <laughs> but that's what it was. It's a great song. 
Yeah, it's a great song. Great music video. I don't, I don't remember the music video. I probably would remember if I saw it. Well, if you remember the music video of my reference, just then would have made sense. But that's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll make sure I watch it. Yeah, sick. Um, yeah, so that was that. Um, yeah. And then if you want to share, oh gosh. not long later, you got yourself into another <laughs> another pickle. <laughs> well, it's funny because this pickle... Not, not to say it lightly, but... <laughs> it was a, it was was a bit of a pickle. Um, look, again, I would like to preface... I always have to preface with these things because they're pretty bad. I like to preface that I have absolutely nothing to do with illicit substances. Like absolutely nothing. Oh, I was thinking of it. Uh, no, I was I was thinking of earlier, like March. What happened in March? You went to Adelaide, <coughs> Melbourne, Melbourne. Oh uh, yeah. So I was in. I was. <laughs> what is my life, Benaya? <laughs> what disastrous event are you bringing up this time? Just a series of unfortunate events. You know what? I've described my life as that before. Anyway. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. It's not. It's my life is very full and lovely. Um, no, in, in March, I just happened to be travelling when all the borders shut. And I was meant to be travelling with one of my really good friends from Canada for uh, like a month. And we were going to do this whole road trip and to the outback and everything. And we were there a week. And then we had to go home <laughs> because of pal corona. Hmm. Which sucked. I mean, you were, you were pretty devastated because you were telling me about this trip every single day that we hung out for like yeah, months. Yeah, I was really excited to introduce you to Aria. Mm. Um, yeah, look, I think at that point in time, it was when everything really hit that this was actually going to be quite life-changing for everyone. Um, at the time, I was like, do I have a job? Like, do I have anything? Mm. <laughs> um are we all gonna die of the plague? Um, that was that was kind of where everything was at. So yeah, it was like devastating, and it, I think it's still pretty devastating actually. Like I think we need to not yeah. forget that, you know, we are so incredibly lucky in Australia, in so many ways. Like this is not this hasn't you know disappeared and got away just because we can sit in the same room again. Mm. Like, yeah, but now I've brought up a list of substances. I feel like I have to tell. Yes, now we're on to. Now we're on to disaster number three, which was actually the first disaster. The that first happened. of the Look, disasters. If you follow me on Instagram, you would have maybe seen that um, this was technically not the first podcast <laughs> appearance in a in a week, week and a half. Was I mean, at least at this one, um, Nick got my name correct. I remember Matt and Alex did not. Anyway, I, um, yeah, I was I was listening. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. one point, and it was I like Cocaine Cassie. <laughs> Yeah, he called you Cassie or something. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if that was like a joke or. I don't know either. I was really like, I was actually on. freaking out during that conversation because I was like, oh no, am I going to be arrested? <laughs> Are they going to find me? Ah, uh, okay. So, um, this is the most overtold story in the world. It makes an excellent first date story. I'll be honest. Um, but I was traveling in New York. This was um. This was three years ago. Um, I was doing a bit of a Patti Smith pilgrimage, if you're familiar with Patti Smith. Um, her book, Just Kids, was the reason that I booked a flight to New York. Um, anyway, so we were just rolling around the Chelsea neighbourhood, which is where um, so much of the book is is based. And I picked up a dollar bill off the ground. And I was like, this is amazing because... Found, found a dollar. Okay, but like the exchange rates. That's a whole dollar I didn't have to convert back. Like a cup of coffee in America is like $8 with the exchange rate. It's, it's horrific. Anyway, so I was very excited. 
And I remember I put it in my bag in there at SAT for like most of the time that I was there. And it was our it was our last um, night in New York and my friend and I had been invited to an art party. She's like an artist and she uh, got us invited to this like event. Um, and we were just on our way, but we needed to get dinner. So we thought that we'd get paninis from this deli in Brooklyn. And um, I really wanted a peach. It was hot outside and I really wanted a peach. Sure. Um, so I went and purchased it um, with this dollar bill that I'd found. And I, you know, proudly handed over this dollar bill that I'd been carrying around for the week. And when I handed it over, all this... Um, suspicious illicit white powder <laughs> fell out of the dollar <laughs> and I remember telling you this story and you were like you lost it <laughs> did I I think so I don't remember I, I, I don't remember the first time you told me oh gosh I don't remember either I've heard it so many <laughs> you've heard it so many times yeah so um suddenly I'm faced with a situation where um I've been caught with um an illicit substance in the middle of the U.S. but it gets worse because it always does um um so i you know obviously couldn't pay with there's much debate over what the substance actually was whether it's like like it could have been flour (laughs) could have been been sand (laughs) anyway i don't know what it actually was but let's just assume that it was something that i shouldn't have been carrying around um and so i went up to my because it went all over the counter like it like poofed did be poof it did a poof (laughs) and it just Everywhere. Yeah, it literally went everywhere. Um, and so it went all through my wallet and all over the front counter. And I just remember the driving, like, you can't pay with this. And I was like, I know I can't, I can't pay ex- with this. Can't accept this. <laughs> so anyway, I, I paid for the peach with a different dollar I had in my wallet. And I um, go up to my friend and I'm like, what do I do? There is cocaine all through my wallet. Um, and then, sorry, Nick, you haven't heard this story before. <laughs> Oh, there's cocaine all through my wallet. Um, and so I got to my friend and she's like, I'm like, what do I do? Like, there is cocaine all through my wallet. And she like, she's from Texas. She's very American and beautiful. And she was like, what you got to do is you got to put your wallet in the bin, take everything valuable out of it and put it in the bin. You'll have no association with it. And I was like, you know what? That makes sense. Just, just in case anyone joined, right as Claire said, there's cocaine <laughs> everywhere. Just rewind a little bit. To hear the whole story, just in case. I'm not a crackhead, I promise. Look, I accidentally picked up a dollar bill. The dollar bill was pilled with cocaine. I didn't know. And then I tried to buy a peach with this dollar. The dollar went, well, the the dollar had crack in it. Crack went all through my wallet. (laughs) And that's the story. Please don't arrest me. (laughs) Anyway, um, so I take everything out of my wallet and then I put it in a bin but it's funny, the bins in Brooklyn actually look like US post boxes. And wouldn't you know it? I dumped my wallet full of cocaine into a US post box. <laughs> and suddenly it's like the government's problem, right? Like I'm like, oh no, suddenly it's not just me involved. Um, so I was freaking out, like absolutely freaking out. I was like bawling my eyes out, crying on the ground. I remember like I was so traumatised that I like fell to the ground <laughs> and I was like crying. Um, and I called my family and I was like, Mom, I've accidentally put cocaine in you. What do I do? And she's like, what are you talking about? Um, anyway, so I, in my brain, I was hell-bent on the fact that I had to tell someone of authority so I wouldn't get arrested or so it wouldn't come back to bite me later. Um, so I, my friend called the non-emergency police line yep. and explained what happened. And they were very confused. And they were like, all right, well, you can kind of get um, 
the post office to unlock the post box and then you can retrieve your wallet. I think they're really worried about my wallet. <laughs> they were like, you can retrieve your wallet um, and then they can decide whether or not to call 911. And I was like, all right, so that makes sense. Um, so we like sprinted to this post office. But by this point it was like 7 p.m. at night. So um, we like it was shut. But I was absolutely hell-bent on telling someone. I was like, I must confess that there is cocaine in my wallet in a post box. Um, anyway, so I found these officers on the street. I think they were actually like parking inspectors or something. I don't know who they were. But I was like distressed and crying and they were like, are you guys okay? And I explained it and they were like, you got to go back to this deli. Like you're probably about to be arrested. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. This so is I'm a bit extreme. Yeah. For these cops to go, yeah, you're going to get arrested for this. Well, just freak you out. Well, I was freaking out. Um, So I go back and the guy who served me at the deli is like sitting in the window eating a sandwich and he sees us and he's like, hello. Oh, not again. (laughs) (laughs) And so my friend laid very serious as like, are you going to fill out a police report? And he was like, no, no, it's fine. And so I had some kombucha. Happens all the time. Well, no, because I did ask. I was like, has this ever happened before? And he was like, nope, never happened before. <laughs> anyway, so I sat down, introduced myself, explained that I wasn't a crackhead and had absolutely nothing to do with illicit substances. Um, Bailey went to the party. I was too traumatised to go. So I went um, back to our Airbnb and I individually wiped down everything that I had taken out of my wallet. And I washed my hair and I washed my clothes in the sink and I washed my bag in the sink. And then I got on a plane the next day and I haven't been to the US since. Remind me never again. Never again. <laughs> I love no. that story. Oh, gosh. It's a great story. It's, hor- it's horrifying. Because I would have been arrested. Like, if I hadn't found it, I would have gone gotten on the plane and they would have found it. They would have scanned, scanned your dollar. Well, but I would have been arrested. <laughs> so it's actually a good thing. But it, look, it makes for a great story. That How would have also been a good story. Being if arrested? <laughs> like, well, being not, found not, at the not, airport? Not they would have put arrested. me straight in jail. They would yeah, have been would, like. That would have been trouble. Like they would have. They would have been like. I mean, if that had happened, we would still be here laughing about it. <laughs> I feel. No, but like my maybe my not all of us. <laughs> no, <laughs> just see. Nick and I. Yeah, yeah. How's Claire doing? She's still <laughs> over there. Oh my goodness! Oh look, my my family's convinced that like they would have taken one look at me and seen that I'm actually just a bit. Um, accident prone <laughs> to say the least and that they would have seen that I have no money in my bank account and that I'm not a drug dealer and the story's just insane enough to be believable but I'm a little bit terrified to go back to the US I'll be honest yeah that's what the um, cocaine Cassie story was there that's mm. what they were referring to yeah that she had the money hidden oh so they didn't get my name wrong it was actually just like some a, she, she a had story cocaine hidden in headphones or something and oh, um, no, I don't. this whole time i was thinking matt and ellie just didn't pay attention enough to yeah the no, that's what they're referring to and she oh. got i think she got out early because she pled that she didn't know it was in there oh my goodness guys i would have been arrested <laughs> i would have died i would have gone to u.s prison <laughs> anyway um yep there you go everyone. now all of triple j and our listeners know now everyone knows mm. I'm never going. I'm never leaving the country again. No, that's a lie. I will. I, I was thinking about the story the other day as you were saying it on the Matt and Alex podcast, <laughs> and it reminds me that it's an actual story in Brooklyn Nine Nine, where that that there's this like there's this new drug 
in the, the New York market and they're trying to police are trying to work out you know where to get these these drugs. The police where, are to, where to, to stop the drugs. Oh, okay. They're like just trying to but source they, them themselves. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but they worked but they worked out that they, they use these old like New York mailboxes as like a Don't uh, tell don't me know, this, I'm gonna have point. nightmares. So maybe I don't know, maybe if your story happened before Brooklyn Nine Nine, maybe, maybe they stole it. Maybe they stole your idea. Do you know what? I've always been much more of a Parks and Rex person. I've never watched my I've watched Oh, it's so good. I can't get past the first episode. It's okay, so look, boring. you gotta get past like the first season and most of season two. And then it gets really, really great. I see this this is my thing. <laughs> oh no. A pilot episode of a TV series is designed to hook you in. No, you should never judge a show by its pilot. I always judge shows by it. That's how the, no, that's the, how pi- the networks... I don't know how networks work, but I imagine... But the pilots are always Nixon like a network, little man. bit off and a little bit low budget, you know? You should never judge a show by its pilot. No, I, I, I can't help it <laughs> if it's bad. I watched I watched the first Gang of... No, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> I never got into Game of Thrones. Couldn't. No, the first episode was so dull. I remember I got to the end of the episode where the kid gets chucked out of the tower and I was like, this isn't for me, everyone. That sounds hilarious, but yeah, no, couldn't get past the first episode of yeah. Game of Thrones. I forgot the name yeah. again. Oh, well. um, the, on- the only show I can watch is Scrubs. Scrubs? You and Scrubs? That's my favourite show. That's why every time I see you, it's like, hey, Benaya, how are you? Yeah, we're just watching Scrubs. Just watching Scrubs. That's all I do. Do you have a friend's face? I did. I got I got kind of over that show. Yeah, okay. It got boring. What are you watching at the moment? Are you watching anything? Not really. I'm just watching YouTube. Oh, see, that was a boring content question. Yeah. No, that's, that's about it. Just YouTube. Nick, what else can we discuss? <laughs> Help us out. Like I, I want to know what uh, <coughs> Benai is doing on, um, what he's listening to on Unearthed. And tell us about the, the super user. Oh yeah, a lot of people might not know what that is. So, super user is is really just like it's like a participation award. <laughs> um, no, it's not. It doesn't really mean anything. Um, all all it does is basically if you go to an artist's like Triple J Unearthed page and you look at the reviews for you know their song or you know, the three songs they have, hmm. um, the algorithm, if you will. I guess, um, will show like the Triple J and the Triple J presenters' reviews first mm. before it kind of like trickles down in the, the mm. feed. Um, us super users are slapped in the middle between. So it goes. So like second tier. Yeah, I guess. that's. But you get a lot of DMs. Like a lot of people message you being like, hi guys, my name's mm. Bob and I'm in a band and can you please review can us? Check out my song. <laughs> Which I always do. Do you? So yeah, do I don't always review them. Yeah. Because some of them, like, they're not the best. Can we talk about your um, unearthed reviews and the theme that they always have? They're always food related. They're always food related. I love that. I always, oh, I always thought they were so creative and I didn't for the longest time know that they were just food related. I think you told me that. I mean, they're not strictly, but, like, that's just... That's just where I end up. But I didn't know. Like, I just, I didn't put it together until a couple months when you were like, yeah, they're always food related. I, I was trying for years to be a super user. What's the process to become a super user? You just got to review regularly. Um, just review a diverse range of music. Mm. Review regularly. Do they just Le- send you an email and be like, hello? I actually found out because... Um, 
old mate Dave McCarthy Dave messaged McCarthy. me. He was like, hey, man, I'm the super user. That's I was so like, exciting. Oh. I was like, cool. I've been trying for like five years for this. But you guys have like super user meetings, hey? We had we had one Zoom call. No, we had two Zoom. You've, you've had no, regular had Zoom calls. No, we got through three. Yeah. And we never did another one. I think we've always said like, let's do another one. And then yeah. no one. No Is there like a heap of you? Um, I forget how many. Yeah. There are. No, it's cool. Like 40? For the longest time, I couldn't make my Triple J Unearthed profile work to review people. Like, I'd always try and it would never load. Like, what do you mean? I, do, I don't know. The website just glitched. Oh, the website shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it would be a pretty hard one to redo just with, like, the sheer volume of it. Mm. But, no, I think, like, you you are always – I just give you the ox squad in my car from now on. I'm just, like, put on, put on something. You always come to me with this, like, very, like, interesting music mm. that's yeah. always quite good. I remember when we – first became Facebook friends, like, you know, when you um, are friends with someone, like, events that they're interested will always pop up. Yeah. I would always click going to the events that you clicked interested in because I was like, it's probably going to be a good show. Except for the first show I took you to, which you hated because <laughs> it was a punk show. No, you can't say that I hated it. I was just a little bit out of my comfort zone. <laughs> you know? It, it, was, it, was, it was a new and different experience for us all. It was a great show. Um, I mean, I, I enjoyed it, I remember. Um, but yeah, we've, we've done a few Zoom calls. Mm. Um, that was fun. Mm. And then I got to be, I got to be in a Triple J Unearthed article once. Yeah. That was, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then, but it's good because I always try to like keep, uh, like updated Mm. or like just trying to constantly review Mm. And so I'm constantly discovering new music that mm. I think is really great. You are. Um, and sometimes I'll see songs from bands who haven't like, th- the song hasn't come out on like Spotify or anything. Mm. So, because when you upload a song to Triple J on Earth, you, you can't actually set a release date. You just oh. have to upload it. Um, they they have to approve it yeah, because okay. it's the ABC. Yeah. And then... Um, and then it just goes live when they approve it. Mm. So it could go up well mm. after your release. It could be up five days before. But a lot of people do it well beforehand. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So is that what, y- why you want to be a part of this super user um, group? Because you are so interested in finding out what the new thing is. Like, I guess, with your work as a manager as well. Yeah. Um, y- you just want to keep your ear to the ground kind of thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I wanted to be a super user so badly. Mm. I think I just thought it would be cool. Well, can we talk about like you like becoming like, a oh. manager as well? Because that's like yeah. relatively new. Like I feel like when I first met you, you were really doing a lot of design, and now you've kind of you still do a bit of design, but you do like a lot of um, a lot of promoting and a lot of um, managing, which is like I know something that you've always really wanted to do. Yeah. Mm. Um, at the start of because it was the start of last year, twenty nineteen. Was it last year? Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. Okay, damn. Yeah, because I've only been managing Hope since June. So for people who don't know, Benaya manages, like, an incredible musician called Hope Wilkins. Yeah. Yeah, I'll plug it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tell the story. But, yeah, I, like, at the start of last, or, like, early last year, I'd been thinking about artist management. Mm. And then... Um, but like I sat on the idea for ages mm. 
and then I, funny enough, discovered Hope Wilkins. Well, I, like I found her first song through Triple J Unearth because mm. um, sometimes I'll just listen to Unearth Radio mm. and just like save the the pages of the artist that I think you know have a cool song. I'll go back and review it later. So you know, like I you know clicked Saved on this it. one page and had a quick look and saw that you know it said Hope Wilkins. And, th- and this is for a debut song, Waste. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is a great song. I'm going to chuck it a It review. always gets stuck in my head. I remember once I was like humming it around her and she was like, can you not? And I was like, this is embarrassing. I'm always singing that song <laughs> around her. Um, but yeah, and then I saw like it said Canberra, like like location Canberra. Oh yeah, because it says the location, yeah. Um, and I was so blown away because I was like, Canberra's a, like somewhat a small music scene. Mm. Pretty much any band on Unearth that's from Canberra, I either know them or know of them. Mm. But this person I didn't know. Mm. So um, I went to her show. You're always in these stories. I just realised you're in this story in, a, in two different ways <laughs> That wasn't ways on now. purpose. I just wanted to talk that about how you're managing. <laughs> but I think I think it's a good story because you're yeah, involved tell it, in, go. in two different ways. Um, Am I? Uh, yeah, because I went... You know, I'm stop talking and let you talk. Because I was so blown away by Hope's music, or well, just by this one song, mm. that I... Yeah, here we go. So good. I'll just talk, talk lightly over the top of it. Um, got a good thing. If you want to hear more of Hope Wilkins, you can follow her stream. Bye. Um, so... I wanted to hear more, mm. so I went to the Waste single launch, oh. and I sat there very awkwardly because I didn't know anyone, mm. bar like like two or three people. Two mm. of them I went to school with, one of them I went to uni with, mm. and but I didn't know anyone else there. Mm. I was I was really uncomfortable because normally I go to gigs and I know like you know everyone. I know everyone. Yeah. Um, so I sat there really awkwardly, and then like halfway through the set, I. I, I saw you walking past. Who just happened to so walk I was like, past? Claire, like you got to come. I was on my way home from work. Come. I was yeah, just I walking back that. to the, to the bus. And yeah, I asked if uh, if you wanted to come because I was sitting there alone, alone. With no one to talk to. See, it's interesting though because I totally knew Hope because we went to primary school together. Did you? Yeah, yeah, we did. Like I was oh. so Hope's brother. Like I was in his grade, so I like kind of knew Hope. And my Hope knows my mum as the one who worked in the canteen. <laughs> Did you not know this? No, you've never told me this. Oh, yeah. Hope and I went to primary school together. So Hope kind of knew who I was. And I remember after that launch, um, because I am kind of always on the lookout for artists that I want to work with. Um, and at the time, like, I guess I was still pretty new to the um, to the photography in music game. Mm. Um, so I just DM'd her and I was like, hey, like, I think your music's really great. Like, if you ever wanted to work together, let me know. Yeah. And And I did her next press campaign. Well, because with that, mm. so that day that you took Hope's press shots, mm. um, <laughs> that was that was that was like I don't know, like midday or yeah, it, it was, was like during the day, two yeah, two o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. So that morning, because I because I went to the single launch, mm. um, like one of our mutual friends who I like went to uni with, mm. um, she introduced us, or mm. she introduced Hope and I, and I like later messaged Hope and I was like. Hey, I do this homegrown sounds video acoustic thing. Mm. Do you want to do a video? And she was like, "Yeah." So we did a video. Yeah, and then um, I did press that afternoon. Yeah, that afternoon. Yeah. Like I think, like I remember, like, um, because, um, 
because it was Travis and I. Travis yeah. is my other best friend and my business partner <laughs> at Homegrown Sounds. Um, plug, we plug, plug. we were obviously like we'd recorded with Hope, mm. and then I remember like Travis always says something like, you know, how's your day been? What are you up to now? How's life? Mm. So Hope said, oh, like I'm, what I'm doing now, I'm, I'm gonna take some fresh shots with with this photographer, Claire Warren. And we were like, like, hey. Hey. Yeah, there she is. That's the video. What a babe. She's so cool. Um, I, think yeah. that, I think that was the second time I met her. Yeah, and then that afternoon, I remember after we did press shoots. Generally, like, after I do a press shoot, I'll normally just leave. But Hope was like, do you want a beer? And I was like, yeah, right. And we ended up talking for like two hours. And then you came up in conversation. <laughs> I actually want to say, before I forget... So each of the videos that we've done with these, with artists, have always been on the red couch. So the artists have come and been like, oh, where do we sit? Like, what do we do? And we're just like, oh, we'll just record on the couch. And they're like, yeah, cool. Mm. And we did that with Hope. I noticed she's well, not like, sitting on the couch, though. Well, yeah. Well, like, we said, like, oh, like, if you just sit on the couch. And Hope's like, nah, I might stand. <laughs> Is that cool? And we're like, oh. But I see you got yeah. it in the corner there. So yeah, she, right. she just looked in the corner. She's like, yeah, I might stand there. <laughs> and recorded. I really like that. <laughs> Oh, she's great. I love Hope so much. Hope, if you're listening, I really love you. It's one of the things I always remember about Hope is, yeah, the second time I met her. Yeah. We were just like, everyone records here. And, you know, she was like, mm. no thanks. Might stand. I just remember, like, just having, like, a two-hour conversation with her about where she was at with her music and what was going on. And I just remember being like, this is a genuine person who was working so hard and deserves oh, 100%. support and deserves to grow far. And... 100% on the working hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And she's like crazy talented. And then I may have um, slid in a bit of a good word for you. <laughs> well, I remember because we hung out that night. That was a busy day. We were just hanging out. Yeah. Um, and I remember you were like, how was your day? And I was like, it was good. We recorded with Hope Wilkins. And you were like, crazy. Crazy. I worked with Hope Wilkins. And wow. we chatted. And because uh, then you said, you know, Hope's looking for a manager. And I know that you've been thinking about it. So I said, I said, have you thought about the night? And you said that. You were like, yeah. is, it, is it cool that I said your name? And I was like, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If she asks, I'll just say no. Like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Because, um, like, like, as soon as you told me, I was like, yeah, probably not. Aww. Like, like not, not in a bad way. Like, I, yeah. I don't know, just like. Yeah, like, like, it's a like, lot. Like, it's a big commitment to take someone on. Yeah, so I was just like, yeah, yeah no, probably not. But then, like, um, I remember, like, the next three or four days, I just could not stop thinking about <laughs> that idea yeah. of managing Hope. Um, and I asked some people, I was like, do you reckon I could manage Hope Wilkins? And they were like, it's really up to you to decide. It's really your call. <laughs> really your thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, eventually, I decided, like, all right, we're going to do it. So I messaged Hope and I, well, no, that we're going to do it. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll You guys, ask. like, talked about it. Well, I messaged Hope and I was like, Hey man, heard you're looking for a manager. <laughs> and Claire said my name. <laughs> what do you reckon? I feel like I'm always doing this. I'll always like to suggest that people should hang out. Mm. Well, she was like, yeah, no, no, Claire said your name. And I thought, yeah. Yeah. So we, we met up for a drink and we chatted about it. And then I don't know what, I don't know how we discussed. I don't know. But don't here we are. Yeah, here we Yeah, eventually we were like, we are we doing this? And we were like, yeah. And I was like, cool. Sick. 
No, I'm stoked for you guys. And it's, so it's been about a year and uh, it was June, I remember. Yeah, and Hope just got nominated for the National Live Music Awards. Oh, this year? This year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was exciting. Yeah, that's that's sick. Um, best best live act. Best live act. No, she deserves the it. ACT. Yeah. No, I voted for it. Can we, like, quickly... I feel like everyone looks at the two of us and is like, Claire and Benaya, they're both really creative people. Surely they've worked on a project together. We've actually only worked on one project together. Aside from Firefight, but the only thing that we've made where both of our work has been on the same thing was the Teen Jesus cover. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. Oh, what are you thinking of? That isn't a mousetrap. Oh. See? That's the only thing that we've ever, like... We're both that was the best art. thing. We we wanted to work together for ages on something. Yeah. Because you were always taking photos. I was designing. We're yeah, like, we were both eventu- in the same place at the same eventually. time. Mm. And then finally, uh, we got to do this one together. Mm. Um, I love this song so much. It's a great song. I was so stoked to do this. Oh, gosh. I get so excited still when I think about it. Um, yeah, that was... That was a fun one. That was actually a bit of a, like, a reject photo. It's funny because I'll send, like, clients all the photos normally and I'm always surprised at, like, the ones that are my favourites and never the ones that they seem to pick. And it's a cool photo, but... I think it's a great photo. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It was fun. That was the first campaign I ever did for uh, Teen Jesus. That was actually probably the first kind of big no, shoot that I did. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of something else. Yeah. That was probably um, the first, like, big yeah. shoot, like... Post this, this was when I was like, all right, maybe this can be a job. Mm. Um, yeah. All no. the photos looked great. Thank you. Um, Thank you. It was, actually like it was shot on film as well. And poor Anna fell over <laughs> during the shoot. And so that's why there's some blood on her knee. I think in one of the photos <laughs> I, I photoshopped it out. Yeah, I love that about that photo. Well, we were that photographing on a, on a tennis court and they, um, I think there was an accident. <laughs> Someone just fell over. And, um, yeah, I remember in a couple of them I photoshopped it out, but I don't think in that one. But, yeah, it's very um, it's very cool in the 90s. Well, the, well that's what I was going to say. They're a very 90s brand. Well, so I think... Bloody Knees is a, is bloody a knees is a thing. It's in a 90s thing to do. Yeah, I don't shoot as much on film anymore, but this was back when I was shooting only on film. Mm. And I remember um, my camera battery died during this shoot. Okay. And I was, like, freaking out. I was like, oh, no. So, um, thank goodness I had this tiny little $2 point and shoot in my bag. Um, and I shot that on it and it ended up being the single cover, which is super cool. Yeah. I just remember hearing the teaser for this song come out and I was like, this is the best. <laughs> it's such a good song. Um, I'm pretty certain, cause I did a tour poster for Teen Jesus. I'm pretty certain oh, we used one of your photos. Did you? Oh. oh, was that the orange one on the, um, see you in a bit tour? Oh, it's the one where their heads, their heads are... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I think Teen Jesus, in every photo shoot that I've done, they're very, like, colour photos, so I kind of think of them as, like, the orange photo and the blue photo and the red photo. So Desk Chair was red, um, but yeah. See You in a Bit was very orange. Yeah, okay, so we have done a few things. Yeah, so but we, we haven't done we as much as everyone thinks. There's some stuff coming out soon that uh, we've done. Do I know about done. this stuff? You do, because I've, I've sent you... Oh, okay, cool. What I've done to your photos. Well, I've conveniently forgotten about it, so I'm not going to spoil it. Um, that one's not ready to be announced. Yeah. Oh, no, okay, I do know what you're thinking yeah, about, but yes. We do have something coming out. Yeah. Uh, we did Firefight together. Yeah, but I didn't. Uh, my photo wasn't on that. Still, anyway. Well, you were, 
That was your idea to do that. Yeah, actually, it was. You pulled the team together. I remember I was like on. You the were you were um, Nick. Um, oh, what's his name from the Avengers? Samuel L. Jackson. Nick Fury. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. Fury. You're you're the Nick Fury of of the firefight team. The firefight team, and I am Hawkeye. I um yeah no I just remember feeling so like frustrated and hopeless and I was literally like walking to work probably wearing like a one of those mask things because there was smoke everywhere and I was like surely there's something we can do here um so I just posted on this Facebook page I think it's like Canberra industry musician something something there's like five Facebook there's like pages. a million Facebook pages so but many. I just um I just posted it being like does anyone want to pull together a show. Like, is this even a possibility? And then I remember I put my phone away because I was at work and when I turned it back on, I had, like, six messages and it had, like, hundreds of comments. Mm. And, yeah. Because I remember, like, I, I commented and I was like, hey. Well, I probably told you anyway because, like, I feel like any crazy idea I have, you're probably one of the first people I'd I don't remember if you told me yeah. before, but I remember being like... Let's do it. Sounds sick. Yeah, it was a good show. Like, in it sold out, I'm pretty sure. Sold out, yeah. Yeah. Um... Because we also worked with um, Kelsey and Hayden mm. from UC. Yeah, like the uh, Dream Team. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a good show. Yeah. Also worked on a few things. And how much money did it raise in the end? Oh, oh, it was 7,800 and something. It was very, very close to 8,000. Wow. Um, and inspired by what you saw with that. Uh, with those photos was that what kind of inspired it yeah oh not i don't know if they inspired it but like i just very like seen very up close like how horrifying this was and i remember you know there were so many posts going around about how there was just not enough money in the rfs and i was like surely there's something we can do and after that we um continued working and there was firefight the exhibition which those photos yeah. Um, we're in as well and that raised a heap of money i mm. don't remember how much but it was a lot um and they all those photos just went to auction yeah that was with um like tegan and yeah, yeah 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 tegan and christina pulled that together it was it was amazing like it was it was the ultimate dream team honestly like i think people should just shoot their shots like if there's one thing i'm learning about being in this industry it's like just if you have an idea do it yeah just make it happen i agree yeah you can yeah it's, that's my one piece what's of wisdom. What's the worst that can happen? Well, what's the best that can happen, right? Like, we ended up with, like, a sold-out show so and a sold-out exhibition, so it was crazy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was that was a really fun show. Yeah, it's great. Um, well, that's a, a good note to end on, I think. We've been <laughs> talking for over an hour Just having a good chat. So have we? Yeah, that's an hour and ten. I oh, even, damn. I haven't even told the audience that what I'm about to say anyway. Oh, gosh. Is that because uh, I was watching uh, the first ever episode mm. um, with Citizen K and Kirkland and Dream uh, Team? Honestly, Nick, you showed. Um, is it the first ever Answer Brothers music video? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was That's a Citizen K video featuring oh, his K. brother. Yeah, so it was almost before the Answer Brothers. Was that before? That was were pre. A, an official thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That because w- I was I was saying that that was the first Canberra music content that i ever Aww. like watched or anything because because I, I i grew up thinking like there's no canberra music no nah, there so is there's so much going on yeah i dm bands from interstate and say come to canberra and they're mm. like oh why and i'm like because everyone's in canberra um 
but yeah, like somehow I stumbled across uh, that music video mm. and I thought the music is really great. The video is really great. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And these guys are from Canberra. Like that's <laughs> that's awesome. Canberra. Um, so I thought that was really, I, I, I always go back to that music video. Aww. And what a full circle we've come. Mm. Just remember what it was like hearing that for <laughs> the first time. The show now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Nick, thanks for having us. Thanks for coming in. It's been so yeah. fun. That was fascinating. Yeah, awesome <laughs> to chat. This is great. Yeah. yeah. We'll Ooh, have to get that. you in again and get some of your artists in and uh, oh my goodness. chat to them. I've yeah. The I'm people you've been working with. That would be so fun. Hope if you're listening, um, I'll message you later about <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, sounds good. Yeah. We would, we would love to. <laughs> thanks for having us. Thank you so much. No problem.